Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Debbie Dashinger joined us on the show and shared with us a great story of a time when she was following her yes, but... Those voices of logic and upbringing and society were all demanding that she demonstrate that it was going to work out. Debbie, I would love it if you would help us to to give a couple quick examples of, of how important following our yes, following our internal guidance is, especially in partnership. And, and what I'd love to do is start with a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had a yes. But now looking back, you're going, geez, that was so clear. My, my gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I didn't do it. <laughs> Tell so, us about that time. Oh, my goodness. I remember being in a relationship with Kent. I'll give you his first name. And Kent and I lived together. I remember sitting on a stool uh, that separated the living room and the kitchen. And I remember we were, I can't remember if we had to move. I think we had to move. Something came up with the place we were living in. And we were looking for places to live. And I got to tell you, my gut that you're talking about was saying, get out, get out, get out now. You're done. This, this relationship isn't for you. And I'll tell you what I did, Kev. 
I didn't listen to my inner GPS, my God positioning system. I did not listen to my better self that said, you are done. Instead, we went ahead and we found a place to live. It was actually a beautiful home. We leased this home. And it was a mess because we moved in. Of course, obviously, things started to unravel when you don't listen to your yes, do this. And you went, no, instead, I'm going to do that. Uh, we don't really know better. <laughs> Our best knows best. And uh, yeah, the situation really unraveled. Um, and it became untenable, like really uncomfortable. And at the end, he was sleeping in the bedroom. I was sleeping in the sofa. I found another place to live. Getting out of our lease was a financial mess. I really, um, if I hadn't gotten the message before in the lesson, going through what I did financially and extricating myself from that whole situation, and those landlords were so pissed at us for signing and breaking the contract. Yeah, like, don't do that. Learn from me. <laughs> so, you know, if, if your feeling is of this is not maybe the right thing for me, then don't do something that's going to be more solid and more committing. Actually, trust the doubt that's going on is probably something very important to pay attention attention to. So that was my big guffaw in not listening to myself. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of us that can relate to that. I certainly can. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes we have to learn by experience, but part of the reason we do this show is to hopefully save people that, that painful experience. Well, Debbie, I'd love to flip this around then. Let's take a time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. Tell us that story. I had a really huge life, uh, work life. In fact, it was all-encompassing. I was doing some of the things that I'm doing now. I, I was writing books about creating dreams. I was being interviewed, and I did have my radio show. It was sort of the beginning, but at the same time, I had a full-time job. It was a very impressive job, and people would have given their right arm to do it. But it was in a, it was in a career, frankly, that was it held nothing for me. I have always been one that I'm so about teaching inspiring and speaking and masses and entertainment, this whole thing, this is what I was built for. But I, I for a bit, didn't have um, the chutzpah, you know, the guts to, to trust my yes. And I got to a point where it had to be like, how was I built with all of this if I don't have the power to make it come true? And so I left. I took a big leap. And I gave notice. I said, I am done here. They threw me a big party. Bye-bye. And I stepped out. And I honestly, it did not take me very long to make a sustainable living and to be, uh, just keep exponentializing my clients and where I'm at with my career and who I reach and where I speak and, and where my business goes out to and the kind of money I make and all of that. It is built and built and built. You know, the first time I had to go see my CPA, she thought I was crazy when she found out that I quit. I just up and quit my job. And she was very worried for me. She's a bit of a Susie Orman, you know. <laughs> and she was so worried, like, was Debbie going to make it? And then as I was going through year after year with my taxes and, and my 1044s and everything else, she was looking at me like, wow, this was a good move. And so that was a big yes. And I guess what I want to say about yeses, it's often quite blind, isn't it? 
It's an inspiration. Spirit inspires us to do something. And then, you know, where are we at? It can be a quandary because our logic can take over, our, you know, up upbringing may take over, society may take over, all these voices that will say, you better demonstrate because I'm not quite so sure this is going to work out. What if and what if and what if? And yet there's this really strong component that says, no, this is where I want to be. This is my next move. I may not be able to see to the end of the line. I may not know the entire path, but I'm very clear in this moment what my next right move is. And it can bring up a lot of stuff. It can be quite a trigger. But I know, can every time without fail, I trust my yes, and I take action on it, it's been the best thing I've ever done for myself. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, you know, we hear time and again from our from our guests, and I was just uh, remembering an interview I did with Mark Groves, and he said, the thing is, we get focused on the things that we're going to miss out on or lose out on because we can measure those because we've already experienced them. But we don't have any way to measure what's potentially coming at us. So it's not a fair balance sheet. That's really good. And that's really accurate. It is trusting the unknown. Mm -hmm. It is literally going, well, I got this matrix. I've already seen this production. <laughs> and I know how it goes down. But I'm stepping into a void of something that's just purely on instinct and have nothing else to go by. And it's often the greatest journey we'll ever take. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Debbie. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Camille Shepherd Parrish joined us and shared with us an amazing story of sometimes when you've got a really deep yes, it'll circle back around and give you another shot at it. Camille, do me a favor, if you would. I would love it if you would help us illustrate the, the importance of following our internal guidance, our yes. And, and what I'd love to start with is if you would share a story of a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't realize you had one, but now looking back, you're going, geez, that was so clear. I didn't pay any attention to what my gut was telling me. Tell us what happened. <laughs> Sure. Um, you know, I, I think back, the first thing that came to my mind when you asked that question was when I was back in undergrad school and my original major was journalism and I wanted to be a TV show host, talk show host. I also wanted to do a double major and go into psychology to really help people. And so I got all of these credits in journalism and psychology and I really felt like that was my calling, not to mention that I love to talk. <laughs> and so, but I didn't go down those paths because I, 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 the paths seemed so long, especially to do psychology. Uh, you had to get a PhD. And back when I was in school, that was seemed like a lot of time. And mm -hmm. we just wanted our four-year degree and we were done. <laughs> not like today, everyone is getting a PhD, right? And so I didn't go down that path. And that was many, many years ago, back in the 1980s, right? And, and, and so here I am today, and I find myself in the same place. I ended up going back to school for my PhD. I ended up ma um, managing or majoring in organization and management. I ended up working with a lot of teams and people. I ended up helping people <laughs> um, just like I always wanted to do in psychology and ended up 
doing, uh, I've had my own TV show and radio show and, um, and I love it. And I wasted so much time from the time that I switched my major back in the 80s until now, probably, you know, just about five or seven years ago, where I just started focusing on the same things all over again. <laughs> Journalism, you know, TV, radio, psychology. And it just showed me how deep my love for that was. And I didn't follow my gut then because of other reasons. Maybe I wanted something that would bring in quick money. IT is what I ended up majoring in because mm -hmm. that was the quick, fast money that you can get back in the 80s. Yeah. And so I went down that path. And what happened, although I'm very good because I'm very analytical in IT, it didn't bring me the happiness and the joy that I was craving for that my business now, coaching, supporting people and counseling and working with people and, and talking on platforms like this gives me, it didn't give me that joy and that happiness. And so um, I think that was one of the biggest things, um, for one of the biggest things that stand out in my mind that I, I didn't act on my gut, my conscience, I didn't follow through on. Yeah, that I think so many of us have definitely in our career past been down there where we we just didn't follow what we thought we were supposed to in our heart because we it wasn't what the outside world was telling us to do. Yeah. And it wasn't what was going to bring me the American dream back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It seemed like a long path. Absolutely. Well, let's flip this around, Camille, and, and take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes. And, and, and not only did you recognize it, but you acted on it. You followed it. Tell us that story. I, I think when I did finally, um, I started realizing that there were so many self-help seminars going on. I, I, I guess I don't know where I was for years. I didn't know anything about it um, in, until I did. <laughs> and I started attending all of these seminars and started Googling all of these videos. And, um, and, and I was challenged about what's my why. You know, mm. what do I really want to do in life that, you know, that I would do for free? And it all came down to, again, still talking, counseling, coaching, speaking on different platforms is a thing that I would do for free. And, and so I was challenged with how come I'm not doing it? I, I, I was already doing it for free. Why don't I take that to a bigger platform? Why don't I... Uh, take my work, expand my work to help more people. And when I was challenged with that, it felt good. It felt right. It felt like the thing that I really wanted to do. Um, and so I did do that. I did follow that. And that's what the place that I'm sitting at right now. I'm sitting in the middle of my dream that I even had way back in undergrad, but I didn't follow through on then. But I'm following through now and it's bringing me so much joy and happiness to really to, to look in women's eyes or talk to them and hear in their voice it, when they get their aha moment. It's almost like, I guess, Christmas Day for a mm -hmm. child, right? Opening up a gift. It's like, wow, I didn't know that. Thank you um, for for helping me you know, understand what the missing link was, you know, between the life that they want and the life that they're living. And so I think that's what I'm doing right now 
is bringing me the greatest joy. And I'm so happy I followed my yes and committed to my why. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Yeah, you're reminding me of about five years ago, I, I started a radio show and I didn't know anything about this. As a matter of fact, my first show, I remember saying, all I know how to do is talk. <laughs> yes. You know, there was somebody else doing the production and putting this out there and they were creating podcasts, which I didn't even know what those were then. And, you know, all these different things. And I'm like, but I could have gotten myself all caught up and I need to know that in order to be able to follow my yes. And instead I just said, somebody else knows how to do that. And I knew somebody who had a radio show, so I called them and they said, oh, yeah, talk to these people. And next thing I know, all I had to do was talk. Right. And I could do the thing I wanted to do as opposed to going, I can't do this until I figure out how to be a radio engineer. No, that was never going to happen. Right. So, again, it, it, it took that partnership of going, huh, what's my part? My part's being the guy that talks. Their part is doing the other stuff. And the funny part was when I talked to the producers, they'd be like, oh, I could never, I hate being on air. Right. And I'm thinking, what? To me, that's the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Who, you know, we were trained that talking was not, having the gift of gab wasn't a, mm -hmm. a great talent. It, it was kind of rude. It was, you know, my hand was always up in class, even in elementary school. I was, the teacher would say, um, does anyone have an answer besides Camille? <laughs> <laughs> you were that kid. Okay, Camille. I was that kid. <laughs> yes. I got it. I got it. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview, you can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.